0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live
2: right now. Welcome, everyone. So glad that you have tuned in to today's program of Calvary Live. We start another week of Calvary Live where you get the opportunity to call in and ask questions about the Bible or Christian living or the things that we see going on all around us. And maybe perhaps you're wondering, how does it line up with the scriptures? What should our worldview be? biblically be concerning these things that we see, so much is going on, so much has happened, and things are happening quickly. And uh we wonder and we wrestle with those things. And uh matter of fact, uh we know that uh the prophet Habakkuk, I was just reading him, he was wrestling with the question, seeing all the things that were going on around him. And he said, How long, O oh Lord, shall I cry? And do you you know Uh, as you caused me to see trouble and plundering and violence that are before me, strife and contention arises. The law is powerless. Justice never goes forth. He was really struggling. But he went into his tower, and he said, I will wait and hear from the Lord. And as he hears from the Lord, he ends up worshiping at the end of the book. And so we have the privilege to be able to go to God's Word, to encourage one another, to pray for one another, and so welcome to Calvary Live. You just heard that number at the beginning, the opening of the program, that you, the listener, get to call in and ask questions and also give prayer requests because I'm sure that those of you who are listening, that that many of you, you have prayer requests or you want to pray for somebody, for yourself, for a situation. Give me a call. The number, the call-in number is 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And there is another number, and that is a number that you can text in a question or a prayer request, and that is 720-336-0897, and that's for texting only. Be safe. But I really would love to hear your voice on the phone. So we got all open lines right now. Grab one of those open lines. I know it's Monday, um, and uh, we're in the heart of the summer. A lot of people traveling, a lot of people out and about. But if you're listening, give me a call, because that really is um, the heart of the show, you calling in and asking questions and giving your prayer requests. 303-690-3000. Let me introduce myself. My name is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners along the Front Range in southern Wyoming. And those of you listening uh, on the East Coast on Truth or Hope FM, we welcome you as well. You can call at those numbers I just gave to you. Again, the call-in number, 303-690-3000. The text line, 720-336-0897. And as you're listening on those radio networks, then it is a week delay. Just keep that in mind. But you have opportunity to call right now. And also, online listeners from all across the country, you can call anywhere in the States and those numbers and give me a call. So call early. Because usually what happens is is the show progresses and we only have an hour together that the lines begin to fill up. And so now's the time where you can call in and you don't have to be waiting. You don't have to be on hold. And we can go to the phone lines as soon as they come in. We'll go to the text questions as well. And so I was talking about Habakkuk. And as Habakkuk, he was wrestling. He was wrestling with all the things that he saw going on around him. And then he said, I will watch um, as he's in his tower. I'll set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. And in chapter 3, the book is only three chapters long, he ends up worshiping. As the Lord would say, hey, I'm going to use the Chaldeans uh, to bring judgment on the house of Judah that has uh, gone uh, off into idol worship and refused to repent. But he ends the book with a hymn of faith, and I love it. And he says, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, and I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength, and he will make my feet like deer's feet, And he will make me walk on my high hills. I hope that's an encouragement to you. Maybe someone's listening and you feel like, you know, the fig tree, there's no fruit. There's no blossom. um, There's no fruit on the vines. Uh, There's just um, feels like nothing is really happening. But Lord, I have you. I'm going to rejoice in you. And I'm going to uh, just... um, just continue in the joy of my salvation, and we as Christians we are so blessed because we are saved, and we have a wonderful future that is ahead for us. And even though we see things around us, as we see the you know the lawlessness or in the injustice or the violence or the difficulties, the you know all the things that uh, we look at and we think, Lord, how far are we going to get away from you as a nation, as a country, that we know that. Uh, we can go to him he has a plan and that he desires the work and he desires to use you and and Lord uh, we need your strength and we need your guidance and Lord help us to keep running our race to be used of you in the days in which we are in and just as Esther was told that Esther you are here for such a time as this in the very difficult days that they were in during that time and you are here for such a time as this for the Lord to use you to to uh just bless you to be a vessel to for his honor and for his usefulness. Um and so I hope that's an encouragement to you. Three oh three six nine oh three thousand is the call in number, text line seven two zero three three six oh eight nine seven. Let's go to Sean and Greeley. Hi Sean.
1: Hi, Pastor. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Uh, I have a question about um, the Holy Trinity. Um, Uh I understand, you know, uh, the Father, uh, Jehovah, who created all, the Son, who who died for our sin. Um, I was wondering if you can give me a little bit more explanation of the Holy Spirit and how the three-in-one, how is it it as as the three-in-one, how does that come apart or come together, I guess?
2: Yeah, and you know, the Trinity can be kind of a difficult concept, because you have an infinite God, we have finite minds, but throughout the Scriptures you know, it's declared that there's only one God. There's not three gods, mm-hmm. but there's only one God, and we see that through the book of Isaiah. He he keeps reiterating that to uh, the people there. There's only one God, and the reason he was doing it is because um, You know they were involved in worshiping other gods for i am god and there's no other i am god and there's none like me and in this as we look at scripture and some people they'll deny the trinity because they'll say the word trinity is not in the scriptures but the doctrine of the trinity is very much there and so we have the father Um, of course jesus would make reference to the father and then we have the son god incarnated in the person of jesus christ and jesus is the one that declares the father to us who went and died for our sins he is also the creator that i may add uh, we know that colossian declares that it, it, by him and through him all things were created and then the holy spirit now the holy spirit is a person that's the key to remember uh, the holy spirit uh, can be um sinned against uh, we can grieve the holy spirit uh paul you know Peter says, you lied to uh, the Holy Spirit, then he says, you lied to God. Uh, the Holy Spirit is a person, not a force. And there's you know, some teachings out there, particularly among the faith uh, circles, that they treat the Holy Spirit like a force. So the Holy Spirit is a person as well. So the simple definition and you know, of the Trinity is one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and um and that's sometimes hard for us to to wrap our minds around fully but that's what the bible declares and so Sean did you have any specific question that you had on the trinity
1: i was trying to i was just trying to understand more of what exactly what was the, the holy spirit since it's not um a force or it's, right I guess that's what i needed more definition on exactly what is the holy spirit
2: yeah and that's the key to remember the holy spirit is god the third person of the trinity the holy spirit is not a force you know kind of like the force be with you the holy spirit is a person and we see that in the scriptures very very clearly um and in the doctrine of the um trinity so you know sometimes uh, that can be um, you know kind of i don't know um, that can be something that people you know really get they treat the holy spirit like a a, a force or something and um, and the holy spirit is god in the person of the holy spirit that uh would uh, moved the authors of the 66 books to record exactly what he breathed into their hearts. He's the comforter. He's the counselor. He's the advocate. He's the convictor of sin, John 16. He is the one that guides us. He teaches us. He indwells our hearts. God in the person of uh, you know, the Holy Spirit dwelling in our hearts. We know that from Romans 8 and Ephesians 2 and 1 Corinthians 6. He's also an intercessor. He's the revealer of truth. Um, he is, um, you know, the witness. He verifies and testifies to the fact that we're children of God, that Jesus and the disciples, you know, the Bible is divine. Um, so the Holy Spirit has those personal at- attributes, and you can go through and you kind of mark those out, and that's a good study to do
1: i don't i don't remember what verse it is or exactly how it goes but it's when jesus said when i leave i leave you with with the holy spirit or do you you know which one i'm referring to
2: yeah jesus was leaving he's in the upper room with his disciples and they're they're confused they don't know what's going on you know it's graduation night they jesus told them i'm going to go away and where i'm going you can't come and they're going we don't know where you're going um and uh how do we know the way so they're really struggling with all of that and so the lord was bringing comfort to them and as he brings comfort to them he tells them that where I'm going you can't go I go away um but I'm going to send the comforter and and you can read John chapter 16 and um and however when he the spirit of truth and notice that it's he uh personal pronoun has come he will guide you in all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you all things. And he goes on to say, as you read John chapter 16, talking about the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit, uh, and he says, I'm not going to leave you as, um, as orphans, uh, but I'm going to send another, uh, a comforter, the comforter that's going to come in the Holy Spirit, because Jesus was going to go away. Jesus was going to ascend to the heaven and sit at the right hand of the father. So read that chapter John chapter 16 and I think you'll see there the work of the holy spirit explained to you.
1: Okay. I will do that. Thank you so much.
2: Hey Sean, thank you so much for calling. I really appreciate it and a good question. Thank you. God bless. You too, Sean. All right. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Here on Calvary Live, the text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Cheyenne, Wyoming, to Gladys. Gladys? Did I say that right? Gladys? You there? Okay, I think I hear something. Gladys. Gladys, are you there? Okay, we'll try to pick her up. And... uh I think she's she may be on, um, but Gladys, are you there? Let's go ahead and let's go to Josh then in Loveland. Oh, Gladys.
3: Hey, can you hear me?
2: I can hear you. You're oh, on Calvary okay, Live.
3: Cool. All right, awesome, yeah. sweet. Um, yeah, so I was calling today, more just kind of like a celebration kind of thing, and um, also like asking for prayers. So. Um, I guess I just wanted to share my story with you, and then like um, okay. pray, do prepare together, and then like see if you can, um, what kind of scriptures you um, have in mind that could uh, uplift me through this next chapter. Um, so like, um, I what was going on for a few months in my life is that I had a project that I was doing, and I was going in it uh, full force, like just like uh, reading books, and I and little by little. Um, I noticed that I was um, having less time with God and um, spending a lot more time on this project. And um, I was holding on to goals that were, like, uh, creating, um, making me into something that I was not used to and that I knew was not feeling right, and I didn't know what it was. And so finally, like, I think it was this week. (laughs) I called my friend and I was like, This is such a blessing. Like, um something happened this weekend and um it was something so small, something so tiny. And um I saw like uh I felt God's blessing in it because it, it woke me. Like um it uh, I I never okay. I didn't think that I would change my mind so quickly and that's all it took. And so, um uh yeah, so I ended up um um letting go of this thing that I had built up myself, right? Okay. Not not even looking to god for for guidance anymore at some point, and it was just about like what I was trying to do and trying to build and um yeah, and so as soon as uh, this weekend happened and the event occurred, and um I let go it was such freedom and so and uh it feels I feel really good, I don't feel attached to a certain status to a certain like trying to
2: yeah uh, and that's tell good.
3: People who I am,
2: yeah, Gladys, that's good because you know. Sometimes we get, you know, things coming into our life, that and you know, I appreciate, um, you know, you know what it is. God knows what it is. We don't have to know what it is, but that thing that comes in and begins to distract us away from the Lord, and that may be status, that may be popularity. You know, there's the world that can pull out on us in that way, and the Lord oftentimes, and we're very grateful that the Lord does this that he says, you know, you need to let that go. You need to focus on me, and and you need to keep me the priority. And that's, there's such freedom in that. And I think that's what you are expressing, Gladys, is that, you know, just to let those things go. Because what happens is, is we focus on ourselves. I'll speak for, for me, that if I focus on myself and status and, and being noticed and all of this, eventually you're going to crash. You get depressed. You get discouraged. People don't notice me as much as I think they do. Um, I don't have the status that I want. Um, uh, people aren't noticing me like I, I should. That's why people get very discouraged you know, from social media. Uh, why aren't I you know, their friend? Why weren't I in the picture invited to this event? Those things really begin to affect our hearts. And when we realize who we are in Christ— that we find our joy in Christ. And when we know that he's the priority of every area of our lives and die to self and pick up our cross and follow after him, there's such freedom in that, and there's such joy in that. And I think that's what you're expressing. So, um, you know, just just so glad that uh, you're feeling free, even as Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. We just got done with Independence Day celebrating that. And we celebrate our freedom, but true freedom comes by knowing Christ, walking with Christ, looking to Christ, and let him be your satisfaction. Let him be your you know, joy. Let him be everything that he desires to be. And great is the day when we say, okay, Lord, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to die to self, not be just focused on self. I'm not just going to be full of myself. I'm going to die to self. And I'm gonna follow you wherever you're gonna take me because I know that I'm valuable in your sight. You love me and you care about me. So, mm-hmm. Father, I just thank you for Gladys and what she has discovered and letting go of things that those things so oftentimes will hold us in bondage or, or you know, just uh, affect our spiritual walk negatively. Uh, whatever the case is, I just thank you that she can call up and um, just. Give that praise report, and um, very thankful that um, you're doing that work in her, and for all of us, Lord, that are listening right now, that we would, Lord, not just focus on self, but die to self, and we would look to you to be our joy, our comfort, our peace, our strength, our wisdom, everything. You are everything that we need. And, and Lord, we thank you for the people that are in our lives, but, Lord, we thank you most of all that, that we can know the truth, and the truth will set us free. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks, Gladys. Thank God you, so bless much, you. God you bless you. You have a too. great evening. Uh huh. Already. You bet. All right. 303 690 3000 is the calling number. The text line is 720 336 0897. I believe we have a couple open lines. Let's go ahead and let me see where I'm at. And um, let's go to Josh in Loveland. Josh?
4: Yeah, Josh? I can hear you. How are you? Good, how are you?
2: I'm doing good. Thanks for calling Calvary Live.
4: Yeah, I just have a quick question. Um, I kind of grew up in uh, a Lutheran church, and I always I always thought there was just one tree in the Garden of Eden, the uh, tree of knowledge that the Adam and Eve can yeah. eat from, and I kind of just... I kind of just found out that there was a tree of life, also, and then it kind of got me questioning, of, like, uh, um, you know, they ate from the tree of knowledge, and then that's what um, is that why they got kicked out of uh, they had got kicked out of Eden, and then because they shouldn't eat from the, the tree of life, or I just wanted yeah, to I get th- some more ex- explanation from that, I guess.
2: Yeah, and I think Josh, you're asking a very good question because. This is an event that you know plunged us into the sinful world that we're in. And it, it tells us, after he created the heavens and the earth and created uh, man, that God planted a garden in Eden. And uh, he says that uh, God made every tree grow that is pleasant in the sight and good for food. And the tree of life was also in the midst of the garden of the tree and the knowledge of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So there was more than just two trees. Um, there were many trees. They could Adam could eat. Was told he could eat amongst the trees that grow pleasant in the sight, except for that one, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Of course, chapter three. Here comes the serpent. Deceives Eve. She gives it to Adam, and he eats of the knowledge of, of good and evil. That tree. Sin has now entered into the world. Romans chapter five. Paul says because of what Adam did sin has come to man uh, to every person uh, sin and death entered the world because of his sin and the last Adam Jesus Christ life is brought but i think the question that you're asking is at the end of chapter 3 that he drove out the man and he placed cherubim at the east of the garden of eden in a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way of the tree of life so there was the tree of life and As we look at the the tree of life, God really, in his mercy, put that cherubim there because all of a sudden the world's plunged into this fallen state, and sin has entered the world. And since we're all descendants of Adam, sin comes to every man. And so he didn't want Adam and Eve to eat of that tree of life because they would— you know, had the horrible fate of having to live forever as sinners. And so he prevented them from eating of the tree of life um, in that sinful state. And what is interesting is before that, uh, we have the first promise of Messiah that would come as he said that uh, to uh, the serpent, that I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. And so, the first promise of Messiah that he was gonna come and bring life to us, but don't either that tree of life, the cherubim was there, so you're not left in that sinful state, and that's what we get from it
4: oh gotcha yeah that that's just something new that kinda I didn't um realize i guess and um, so was the tree of life there at the time the tree of knowledge was there also but they
2: um yeah let's let's let me read to you. And out of the ground the Lord, this is chapter uh, 2, verse 9, the Lord made a, uh, every tree grow that is pleasant in the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So you can read that in chapter 2, that both were there. And mm-hmm. here's here's the thing. When the Lord said to Adam, Adam, don't eat the that tree over there, or you shall surely die. Right. He'd never seen anything die. Um, He'd never seen anything die at that point. And so death all of a sudden comes. And that's why the whole precept and theory of evolution, before Adam and Eve, that there's millions and millions of years, and things evolved, doesn't hold up to what the gospel is. And Mm -hmm. what Paul declares, that death came because of Adam's sin, not because of evolution. So... You know, he he didn't know what God meant. You know exactly what well, do you mean death? I he there was nothing that died, and until the fall came, and that's when sin and death came. So, yeah, the tree was there in the midst, is what we read in chapter two.
4: But they but they didn't eat from the tree of life first, I guess. Is I am assuming well, right? They because it didn't say what, anything about them not eating.
2: Yeah, what they were in, and when you think about it, and it's kind of. When you think about this, Josh, that you know they had that state where they weren't going to die, and um, it was after they ate of the tree of the knowledge and good and evil that they were not to eat of the tree of life and live forever in a sinful state. So before that, they had that you know uh, that they weren't going to die. Um, that sentence had not been pronounced on them. Does that make sense? And
4: then. Yeah, and then the and then uh, Jesus came as the Messiah, which is kinda took place at yes. the tree of life, right?
2: Yes. Yeah, and he's the one that gives us life. And um because he is the way, the truth and the life, and he's the one that gives us life, and life has come through the last Adam, Jesus Christ, Romans chapter five. Kinda you can look at that and read that, it's interesting. Also he makes that comparison in the book of Galatians.
4: Okay, well, thank you for explaining that to me. I just was,
2: um,
4: I I was born in a, a Christian household and stuff, but I'm just now kind of, uh, I'm just listening to, you know, Calvary Live and Calvary a lot and Grace FM, and it's kind of opened new doors for me, so I'm kind of, good. I'm doing a lot more reading to find out things myself, but that was one question I just kind of wanted to call about.
2: And you know Josh, I want you to call you know call us on Calvary life if you got any questions. I think I love to hear when and i've heard this testimony uh, quite a bit lately that people have discovered you know christian radio and and grace f m particularly and they're listening to bible study and they're they're coming alive and they feel like they were so dry or you know they didn't understand the Bible and they're beginning to understand it and they have questions and that's why we're here to encourage you. But Josh, I think that's such a neat testimony what you just said that you you know you're discovering the word of God. Keep reading the Bible, keep asking these questions and you know there are answers for them and you're going to grow tremendously and as you do go through the scriptures it's all going to make more and more sense to you and I think that's great. We want to be here to help you and and to encourage you in that any way that we can.
4: All right, well thank you. God you bet, bless. Josh.
2: God bless you. Give yep. me a call back if you right. got any questions. I
4: will. All right. All right. Thank you.
2: Hey, we're getting ready to go to break, so um, I believe we have one open line. So, uh, Joseph, Sarah, hey, uh, we'll get to you. And just as we go to break here in just about thirty seconds or so, and um, but uh, on the other side of the break, take your questions. So grab one of those open lines. you're hearing the music, text line 720-336-0897. Hey, stay tuned to Calvary Live. We'll be right back for the second half of the show.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
2: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. So blessed to be with you on this hot, hazy day. How we need to be praying. Heat waves going on around the nation. I got a text question if we got time. Uh, that ask about, um, you know, is this climate change man-made or is it God-made? Is God steering it? And so, if we got time, maybe I'll go into it. But I do want to get back to the phone lines, and um, and uh, I believe we got full lines. So let's go ahead. Let's get to the phone lines with Joseph and Wheatridge. Hi, Joseph.
5: Hello, Pastor. It's good to hear your voice again.
2: Thank you. Thanks for calling.
5: So I want a clarification. I think this was weeks ago or maybe a month ago. A month ago, you know, somebody asked you about heaven and you mentioned that you think all all human souls would be around 30 years of age. <laughs> you <recall> yeah.
2: that. <laughs> yeah, I I probably I think I do vaguely. We were talking about the resurrection, Joseph, and, you know, and people have a hard concept of understanding the resurrection. And I gave an opinion, don't make Theology out of it, don't make a doctrine out of it. But I was just giving an opinion, kind of tongue in cheek, that I think when we go to heaven, we get our new resurrected bodies um, that we're all going to be around thirty years of age, um, and that was just a thought that I gave. So, well,
5: so I understand this. We know this as a fact. There won't be any deformities. So if you had like one leg no. or you know, so
2: you'll be whole. Yeah, we will have the new resurrected bodies that will be there for all eternity. I mean a baby isn't going to be resurrected into a little infant. Um the reason I said 30 years old, the only reason that I said that um again just tongue and cheek, just a thought um is there really going to be age in heaven? Um I you know, uh but the thing is is uh, Jesus started his ministry at 30 years of age. David became king at 30 years of age. Joseph became the prime minister of Egypt at 30 years of age. The priest later on in the temple would begin their ministry at 30 years of age. So this 30 years of age kind of keeps popping out uh, at me, and that's why it just kind of said tongue in cheek. But don't make a doctrine out of it. Don't make um, you know theology out of it. Just a thought.
5: Well, um, another pastor on you know on this show mentioned um, a book called Heaven. Uh, uh I, I I can't remember the author's name, but I I need to go to the library and get that book and he he, he writes in detail about scripture, you know, about how, how much heaven is described as best as possible. But um yeah. I, the reason why I called and asked about this is because, you know, I have a coworker in that works in Montana and uh, you know, out of the blue she just said she was a Christian. We we had like a online training class and she meant she was a Christian. But then another coworker admitted that she's only four foot eleven. So <laughs> Will we be taller in heaven? I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, she's like the size of child. You
2: know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, I always kind of joke around. I'll be, you know, I'll have more hair. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) you know, I don't know, I don't know what we're going to look at, but I do know that we're going to recognize each other. Uh, Luke chapter sixteen does give indication of that because. We know that Lazarus um, you know, was recognized by the rich man that was over on the other side. He recognized Abraham. Uh, we know that Paul, when he was writing to the Corinthian church, he would write in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face, Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am also know. So I believe that when we are in heaven together, we're going to know each other, and our relationships are going to be more rich and full than ever before. And one of the things Joseph that we're going to talk about, um, and uh, we're going through Matthew's Gospel, is the Sadducees come to Jesus and ask him about marriage, you know, in heaven. And Jesus said, "You're not given to marriage in heaven." And sometimes people are happy about that. Other times people are bummed out, particularly young couples. You mean we're not going to be married, you know, in heaven? But ever whatever relationships that we have in heaven are going to be more rich, more fulfilling than here on earth and we can trust the Lord is going to be glorious is going to be wonderful and we're going to recognize each other what exactly what we will look like I don't know but we'll be in those glorified bodies and hopefully I'll have more hair and I'll have less wrinkles and um and can't wait to get that that you know c- creation Paul talks about in Romans chapter 8 creation groans and the older I get uh second Corinthians chapter 5 same thing the older I get, the more I groan. <laughs> and I can't wait well, for that new resurrected body.
5: Well, last thing. So, um, you know, they say, you, you know, there's, there's, I guess there's a saying, worldly saying, but it's scriptural too, angels sing. You know, we all knew Lucifer sang, I guess. But, you know, when we get to heaven, we're going to have glorified bodies, which means that our vocal cords will be glorified. So we'll, we'll be able to sing as good or better than the angels. So if you will, yeah. do you think we'll be in competition, worshiping? In terms of song, no. who, who who can worship Christ better in song, or I guess there's no competition no. in heaven with human angels? Or
2: No, I think we'll be singing in unison, and we will be singing, think... because, because we see that in Revelation chapter 5, that they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals, and you were slain, you have redeemed us to God by your blood, out of every tribe, tongues, people, and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. I always encourage people get to know that song, because when we begin to praise the Lord in that heavenly scene, you can just jump in and begin to sing those words. But that's the church singing that song, out of every tribe's people, and nation. We won't be doing it in competition. We'll be doing it in unison, together, one heart, one accord, one voice.
5: Thank you very much, Pastor Biggs. Have a blessed week.
2: Thank you. Hey, thanks for calling. God bless you. Good questions. You know, I can't wait till we're resurrected. What we look like, I don't know. But I'll tell you what, no more groaning and moaning and sickness and and all of that. And um, what a glorious promise that we have the resurrection. Hey, 303-690-3000, when somebody hangs up, we got an open line. we got plenty of time in the show to keep with the phone lines and answering your questions to text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Sarah in Aurora. Um, Hi, Sarah. Quiet,
3: Pastor. thanks for taking my call.
2: Thanks for calling
3: um so I have it was kind of a question slash prayer request um, uh uh-huh. between um pretty much between bills and the debt that we have and fighting to get hours at work and everything. My husband and I can't really afford to live in Colorado anymore um,
2: yeah, <laughs> Sarah. I think I just lost you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can Hello? hear you now. So there we go. You're, yeah. Sorry.
3: <laughs> so you were
2: you're talking about how difficult financially it is to live in Colorado.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm trying to actively find a second job, but every, I keep getting shot down at every corner. Um, everywhere I go, and I kind of feel like God is really shutting that door to me. I'm also seven months pregnant with twins, so... Um, oh,
6: God bless you.
3: <laughs> but we're, we're really struggling to get by, you know? mm, and yeah. we're just we praying for wisdom.
2: Well, I'm going to pray for you. Listen, Sarah, I'm going to pray for you, but also I want to encourage you that he promises that he'll supply all our needs in Christ Jesus, And, you know, you're working, and it is hard these days. Rent and housing has gone through the roof here in Colorado, and that's a big deal. I got four adult children, and, you know, I have a daughter that is looking to get a a new place, and the rent is just very, very high, and it becomes a stress factor. Plus, with all the people moving in, housing is very hard. So it's very, very difficult right now. But the Lord sees you, and he's going to guide you. And here's what I want to encourage you in, Sarah. You're seven months pregnant with twins, and I want to pray for those twins. And you're looking for a second job, and financially you guys are strapped, but the Lord sees you, and he promises that as you go to him and that he'll be gracious as you wait on him, that he's going to be a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Go to the left and go to the right and he's going to guide you in every decisions because you got a lot of things that are going to be happening in the next couple of months you know with the twins and everything else going on okay okay can we pray for you
3: yes yes please
2: absolutely father i pray for sarah i can hear in her voice how overwhelming it is as she's they're expecting twins in the next couple of months Um, it is so difficult to pay the bills, the housing, the expenses, and I pray that you would step in and that you would provide for them. You would provide for her. I pray for those precious babies that are growing inside of her, would grow to be healthy. And, Lord, that you give her strength as she's working and looking at perhaps a second job, but, Lord, guide her, and that you would help her in this also, be able to get the rest that she needs. And just carrying those twins is going to be hard and difficult. But, Lord, that she would know that you care for her and her husband, you care for them, for this family, and that you would just provide for them, that you would just minister to them, that you give them wisdom if, if they need to make some changes. You promise that as we go to you for counsel and as we wait on you that you'll be gracious and that you will be a voice saying, this is the way walking it. Go to the left and the right. You also promised, Lord, that you will give us a peace and that you'll give us patience and you'll give us direction and you will supply our nature, everything that we need. And I do pray, Lord, that you just be with Sarah. Bring her the comfort and assurance that you see her, you love her and her family, and um, that you would show yourself strong on their behalf. That you would step in, they would see you working in mighty ways in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
4: Hey Sarah, so Sarah.
2: Yes. yes. When you have when you have those babies, you give me a call back and you let me know how you're doing.
3: Absolutely, it will do.
2: Cause I'll be waiting to hear the news.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'm having a little boy and girl.
2: Oh, how precious! You know, I'm a twin. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm a twin. So, twins are special. I always think that they're so special because I was a twin. So, <laughs> you take care, Sarah. Take care of yourself and trust in the Lord. And, you know, where you can get help, get help, you know. And I pray that you're in a church that can help you and encourage you and come alongside and bless you. That's so important to have, especially, you know, when we go through times of struggling, we go through times of difficulties and uh, have people pray for you and reach out to you and encourage you any way that you can, all right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.
2: You bet, Sarah. God bless you. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. So hard, so hard. It's it's difficult right now. You know, economically, uh, the housing market is is just crazy, inflation, you know, everything that's going on. So we pray for you who are out there, dealing with all these things and working hard, working hard for your families, for your kids, their prayers are with you. So, hey, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. I believe that Nathan is up. Nathan from Longmont?
6: Hey, yeah. How are you? Uh, I'm good. How are you?
2: I'm doing good. Thanks for calling Calvary Live.
6: Yeah. Uh, See, so yeah, I just had a question. Um, so I'm I'm 21 years old, and, uh, well, <laughs> there's someone I'm interested at work, and I mm-hmm. think that she's Catholic. And so I just had a question in that if we were to go further than just friends, if it would be unequally yoked uh-huh. in, like, a dating relationship. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm currently going to Whitefield, actually, here in Longmont yeah um so yeah uh, that's and i am I, I am a born-again christian and so yeah. um i'm not i guess my the question is um if the catholic uh religion and belief i don't know if there's like different facets that um, would be considered Christianity, and, and other parts wouldn't be. I guess I'm just also confused about that too.
2: Yeah, Nathan. And you know, the thing about it is, is you know, first of all, you know, you're interested, you're being wise in asking these questions, and thinking about these things, and you're going to a church that Pastor Nick is going to give you great wisdom and counsel, and the staff there, um, and they're going to continue to do that. But I think that one of the things is if you sat down and just talked to her where she's at spiritually, um, there are some Catholics that love the Lord. Um, they've, they've grown up in the Catholic Church. You know, I grew up in the Catholic Church. And, and all of my family were Catholics. There are some that, you know, they believe the Lord, but they were also entrenched in the traditions and the, the other things that you know uh, doctrina- doctrinally are not true. And that's where the problem comes in, and um, and so, but generally, they believe in Jesus, they believe in his death, burial, and resurrection. So have a, a discussion with her about what the gospel means to her, um, because there's a lot of Catholics that believe that they're saved because they're a Catholic, or because they kept the sacraments, or they believe in purgatory, you know, praying to the saints, all these different things. So I think that you can take your time, get to know her, talk to her about these things, and then, you know, help her spiritually and see where the Lord takes it. Because sometimes people that go to the Catholic Church, they're they're hungry. They're hungry for the word of God. And you start giving them the word of God, man, they'll start growing in it and stuff. So I think that you're using wisdom, you're talking, uh, you know, you're asking the right questions, but just sit down and have that spiritual discussion discussion with her and see where she's at and let her know where you're at and um you know and and see what the lord does with it
6: okay well thank you
2: yeah and like i said nathan you know you have a great church there that you know pastor nick and the others are going to be able to give you great advice see if she's willing to go to church you know Hmm. and because that's what i would do you know are you willing to come to church you know and sit and um you know, see if she'll do that for a while and consistently and see what her reaction and have those discussions with her. But it sounds like you're just getting to know her and mm-hmm. um you're kinda interested in uh but that's the most important factor is where she at spiritually and what is her desire. So take your time, be in prayer and see what God does. Okay. Well
6: thank you. <laughs> and to Nate, say, Nate- um I've also never even dated anyone so i was obviously like completely new to me so i have no idea you know like what to do what not to do and stuff like that and so yeah it's yeah. just kind of intimidating makes me not even want to even go for it just kind of ignore it all but,
2: <laughs> but i understand um, but nathan yeah. here here's the thing everything that you do do it to honor the lord mm. and you are the one that's going to take the lead in this so you be the man of god that he wants you to be in leading and being Um, patient and that you lead in a godly way and see how it is that she responds you know one of the things i give this mostly to young ladies that call that you know are dating a, a young man and they ask for advice from you know old pastor jeff and i give them this advice that paul would write In the book of Acts, you know, when he was meeting with the Ephesian elders, he says, you know what manner of man I was in all seasons. Nathan, don't be afraid to take all seasons to get to know this individual, that they can, she can see what manner of man that you are to get to know each other and, most importantly, where you're at spiritually, because you don't want to be unequally yoked. You want to grow with that individual in Christ and just allow the Lord to speak to you and guide you and um, have those discussions. I think it's so important that, you know, that is she willing to, to read the Bible with you? You know, is she, over time, is she willing to go to church with you? Is she willing to, you know, have those same spiritual goals that you have, to grow in the Lord together? And time's going to tell. Yeah, sure. So let her see what manner of man you are in all seasons, and you can see, you know, where she's at. And and um, you don't have to be afraid. Just be wise. Okay. Thank you.
6: Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's and, crazy and, how
2: this can yeah.
6: be. Yeah. It just happened so quick. I was like, okay, I guess this is going. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. know, you. things things can change very quickly. So, Father, I pray for Nathan as he's he's calling and he's asking the right questions and. Uh, Lord, I pray that—I'm uh, I'm grateful that he has a, a church family and a pastor that he can go to and talk to, and I just pray you give him wisdom, that you give him guidance, that he would lead spiritually in the way that you want him to. Um, and Lord, I just pray for this relationship, that um, you'd speak to his heart, and and Lord, uh, see what happens, and, and that he would be wise in everything, and that he would be discerning. And so I just pray, Pray for your hand upon him during this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Nathan, God bless you.
6: Yeah, God bless you as well. Thank you.
2: You bet. You know, that relationships are important. It blesses me that when people call and, and they're in that courting stage or dating stage, you know, it's very important that you want to keep your relationship pure and honor the Lord in that in every way. Just want to encourage you young people to do that because God will bless it when you do that and to you know desire that um, that you marry somebody who loves the Lord that you can grow in the Lord together there's nothing like it um, and use godly wisdom and discernment uh, in that and um, and allow the Lord to be the one that really leads you in all those things. Hey, um, we got all open lines, so if you want to give a quick call, give me a call at 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And uh, the text line, we're going to go to the text line. we got a number of texts. um, I've got one that kind of caught my eye when I was at break looking at it, and I'm going to go ahead and answer it uh, as we're nearing the end of the show. But do you think that Christians will end up being persecuted soon in America? I worry for my kids and and that caught my attention because I think that that is a question that a lot of Christians are asking: Are we as Christians going to be more and more persecuted in our nation? I remember you know fifteen years ago, uh, a number of years ago, making some trips to southern Sudan uh, for far reaching ministries uh, Pastor West Bentley, just a neat, neat, incredible man of god um, and doing some bible teaching and training of the chaplains there in South Sudan and at the time that I went the war was going on in Sudan and they were the most persecuted Christians in the world talking to those guys absolutely amazing how they were persecuted homes burnt down family members killed um and I thought oh man that would never happen and coming home thinking you know how blessed I am to live in America because that would never happen here. And, you know, today we know that persecution, I believe, is increasing. The Christians in Iran, I think, are some of the most persecuted Christians in the world. It is also the fastest growing church in the world as well. God is doing an amazing work. You look at parts of the Far East, in, in North Korea, uh, and even in parts of South America, in Africa, Christians are very heavily persecuted. They are. Uh, arrested, they're thrown in prison, they're tortured, they're killed, we we know that has taken place. But here in America, um, I also remember hearing um, just wonderful, fantastic Bible teachers that would say that persecution could come to America, and I thought, well, you know, w- w- this is freedom, we have freedom to worship, I don't know if persecution will really come. But I'll tell you what, that we could very well could see it. Now, Paul did write in some of his last words in the New Testament that he did say that those who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. We suffer persecution to some degree. Those of us who are committed to Christ, walking with Christ, standing for righteousness, you're going to suffer persecution to some degree. It might be from family members. It might be from those at work, people coming against you, coming down on you, making fun of you. But could persecution increase in America? It very well could be. I do see in the scriptures so that whenever that the people get further away from the Lord, that persecution increases against God's people. So it could very well happen. What I pray for in our nation is that there's a turning back to him. I pray that there is a spiritual awakening in our nation. But right now we're getting further away spiritually, morally, We are calling good evil and evil good. Um, There is, you know, the moves, uh, the trends, the popularity uh, of that which is not biblical that we see all around us and we see it. So we could experience persecution. How bad could it be before the return of the Lord? I don't know how bad it'll get. Will they throw, you know, us in jail that are teaching the word of God? I don't know if that will ever come to that point. Will they shut down our churches? I don't know, but I do know this. We need to be praying. We need to be praying, and we need to be praying for our nation um, that there is a spiritual awakening, because that's the hope for our nation. And persecution could get worse. And uh, we do know that um, in the tribulation period that there's going to be a time of great persecution during that time of believers that, tribulation saints, and also uh, as the Antichrist goes against um, the Jewish nation, they go against um, the Jews as he proclaims himself as God. But I'll tell you what, you know, it it could happen. So be in prayer. could happen. Um, it's going to be interesting. I worry for my kids as well, but we need to be in prayer and look to the Lord. Hey, I want to get to Sarah real quick that has called on line one, Hey, Sarah, we only got a couple minutes, so if you give a quick, quick question, I'll give a quick answer.
3: Okay, so I was just curious. um, I know that there's an Adam and Eve that was created in the beginning. I know you said this Mm -hmm. earlier. So I was interested in wondering, if Jesus is the new Adam, who is the new Eve? Also, in Revelation 12, it speaks of a woman um, about having a crown of but 12 stars on her head and the moon under her feet. Also, it says Israel is not, the new Israel is going to be um, uh, like a bride adorned waiting for, uh, what, how does it say it? it, it there's going to be a new Israel, but it's going to be uh, like spiritual Israel. So I'm just curious, is it a woman? Is there? Does Jesus have yeah. his own bride?
2: Well, what the woman is referring to in Revelation chapter 12, is Israel. The thing about the symbolism that you have here in the book of Revelation, you can uh, go and have consistency of Scripture and look at it. As he talks about that the woman clothed with the sun, the moon under her feet, and her head a garland of 12 stars, you can think back to the book of Genesis where Joseph had that vision of the moon, and um, the... Twelve stars representing the twelve uh, sons of of Jacob, and we see that very clearly. So the women woman gives birth to the male child who shall rule all the nations. Um, Jesus was Jewish, so it, it's speaking of 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 Israel, speaking of um, the Jews. And during this time of the tribulation, we're in the middle of the tribulation at this time in the Book of Revelation. Then the dragon is going to go after the woman. And what's going to happen, is Paul writes in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, is that the one who's directly influenced by Satan himself, the Antichrist, will go into the rebuilt temple. He will proclaim himself as God, to be worshipped as God in the temple of God. He will set up an image of himself, and then he'll go after the woman. And at the end of the chapter, in chapter 12, the woman is going to be persecuted. She's going to flee to the wilderness which we believe, according to Isaiah, is the rock city uh, Petra. So he's going to turn against the woman, which is the Jews, who say, we're not going to accept you as our Messiah. We're not going to worship your image. And also, chapter 13, he makes war with the saints. So he's going to go after anyone who does not proclaim him as God and take the mark of the beast. So in the short answer that I gave to you, that is... What is being talked about during that time? So, wish we had more time to talk about Sarah, but maybe you can call back if you got any more questions. Thank you, everybody, for calling in today at a wonderful show, a busy show. Keep reading the scriptures, and we'll be back same time next time. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Have a blessed evening, everyone.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live.